Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This 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 is views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Alright, let's take a look at this weekend's game. Cincinnati hosts Carolina on Sunday. At 1 p.m., you are listening to the Views from Mint Street podcast available where major podcasts are found on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or for free on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download that app to your digital devices and don't miss a minute. We're dropping you three episodes a week all the way through the regular season and when we get to the offseason if you are like us and the nfl is a year-round project for you then you want to stay on board because we'll be dropping you a couple of episodes every week throughout the offseason as well let's get into this game a little bit zone we'll, we'll, we'll get down and kind of macro or should say micro look the X's and O's, the Jimmy's and the Joe's in a minute, but I will start with this. For the I mentioned the optimism. There's a part of me that looks at this game and thinks there's absolutely a chance for an upset in this game, right? I, I, I look at this, and it's been a while since I've said that, but there's absolutely a potential for an upset in this game. The spread right now has hovered between six and a half and seven and a half. It's bounced up and down a couple of times, uh, which means that it's a pretty good number because when it moves up and down, you got guys putting cash back down on the other side. We are plus 280 on the money line with an over under set at 42 and a half. PJ Walker has been announced as the starter in this one. Uh, Let me give the overall view, and then we'll get Lonzo's thoughts as well. The biggest thing going on here, Cincinnati's offensive line. It's not good. In fact, they spent all that cash after their offensive line got blowed up in the Super Bowl last year to upgrade the OL, and it hasn't really gotten better. Now, Joey B and his wide receivers kind of started to put it together. They found a little life. Remember, Cincinnati went down to New Orleans, a three-win football team. They went down to New Orleans, and they needed everything they had to get by the Saints, a team that we've already defeated in our house, but we've already beat them. The offensive line for Cincinnati is not good. 
The defensive line for Carolina is very good. How do I know about? How about this, Lonzo? Derek Brown, with 15 more tackles, would tie Kwan Short for the most tackles by a Panthers defensive tackle in a single season in franchise history. That defensive line is good. Cincinnati's offensive line is bad. And without Jamar Chase, the primary target for Joey Burrow is not playing. He's got new look at number two receiver as number one. We're going to talk more about it up and down, left and right. But Zoe, their biggest weakness matches up with our biggest strength. And then you throw J.C. Horn back there. A guy who, through the past, what, six weeks, has allowed, I think, four catches for like three total yards. There's a chance to create a little chaos. Joey Burrow has shown he'll turn the football over if he gets run out of the pocket. Their biggest weakness matches up with our biggest strengths, and that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, that's the thing. You know that the Panthers should be able to uh, put pressure on Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow has spent a lot of time on his back for a couple seasons now. Dude is very durable because he's still playing in the NFL with the kind of offensive line they keep putting in front of him in Cincinnati. This is one of those, as a defender, you're salivating. You can't wait for Sunday because you know you're going to be able to get back there. You're going to be able to take that quarterback down. And, again, one the defense is good, getting better, on the edge of great for the Panthers. And the defensive backfield, like you said, you can't throw J.C.'s way. You can't do that. And you're really going to struggle when you're running around back there for your life trying to find that open receiver. And the scariest, scariest thing, I don't know, you would you be more afraid as Burrow uh, of seeing Brian Burns bearing down on you or Derek Brown? Yes. I gotta put I gotta put the edge on Derek Brown just because he's so much bigger. He's awesome, <laughs> and he shouldn't be able to move as fast as he does. He is a hoss. Fifteen more tackles sets the franchise record for single season tackles by a defensive tackle in uh, franchise history. Uh, yes, we have got the hosses up front to cause a little chaos without Jamar Chase available. Oh, and by the way, Lyle Collins, an offensive tackle who gives them a little depth. He has not practiced all week. Now, we are recording this on Friday afternoon. The Bengals nor Panthers have dropped, excuse me, the Bengals have not dropped their Friday injury report yet. Now, let's flip. Let's look at their defense. Let's look at our offense. We found our identity. We know what our identity is. Our identity is to run the football. Here's the bad news. As we sat down to record this podcast, we got the injury report. Chuba Hubbard is out for this week. He did not practice today. He was limited at practice since that ankle injury on Wednesday and Thursday. He was a DNP today, and he has been moved from doubtful to out for this game. So it is going to be... Uh, on Deontay Foreman. Once again, we will see who it is that's going to step up and pick up the slack, but Foreman has been that dude. 
Feed me more. Give him the rock. Let him continue to open up the field. Let him continue offensively to demand Cincinnati pay attention. On top of that, uh, Chidobi Ouse, the outstanding cornerback for Cincinnati, did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, which means their back end, if he is unable to go, the back end of the Bengals' defense is going to be missing a key part of the success that they have had. My question for you, Zoe, is P.J. Walker went out to Los Angeles, had himself a decent opportunity. He beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Last week, he should have beat the Atlanta Falcons and taken the NFC South lead. P.J. Walker did everything and then a little bit more to give us a shot to win that game, but a 15-yarder and two missed field goals ended up being our undoing. Here's the question. Without Ouzley back there for the Bengals, can P.J. Walker, now that there's a little tape on him, now that there's a little film on him, now that the Bengals have had a few games to get an eyeball on P.J. and what his tendencies are, could P.J. Walker catch the Bengals by surprise like he did the Bucks, like he did the Falcons, and continue to open up space for Deontay Foreman and the rest of the running backs? All right, so I'm not as high on P.J. Walker from last week because if he hadn't thrown that Hail Mary and it hadn't been caught, I think people would be talking about him a little bit differently. I think he struggled more in this last game than he than he has uh, since he's been a starter. And I think he's looking over his shoulder a little bit, which maybe he should. Um, and I hope that doesn't cause him to press because he feels like it's necessary to prove himself every week instead of settling in and going, okay, this is my job. Because he hasn't been named the starter for the entire season. So every week appears to be a um, a tryout for him. And I think sometimes it looks like a tryout. I think he needs to settle in a little bit more. But Cincinnati is the kind of team that you can do that. You can do that for sure. I'm looking at it all over the place at different predictions. No one's predicting the Panthers to win this game. And uh, I'm just hoping that Cincinnati feels the same way. But it, imagine being in P.J.'s spot. He was the fourth-string quarterback kept moving up because of injury, then he's the first-string quarterback, comes out and does what he does. But those guys that you replaced, are, are one of them is healthy, one of them will be uh, healthy soon. Those guys are back there waiting to get in. Those guys have gotten more of the media attention than anybody else, and you're just out there doing your thing. He can't afford to have a mediocre game. Here's the way I look at it. P.J. Walker is playing with house money right now, right? Because like Lonzo said, he came into this as, you know, third or fourth string QB, depending on how you viewed Matt Cor- uh, Matt Corral. Uh, you're looking at Matt Corral, sorry. You're looking at a guy who probably came into the year not expecting to see the field, right? Then it gets bounced up, gets to be the starter due to injury, comes in, wins some games. Steve Wilkes has not committed to P.J. Walker as the season-long starter, right? So, yeah, of course, he knows that he goes out and has a bad game or two, and back comes Baker and or Sam Darnold and or some combination of both. I I have a theory on that. I think Steve Wilkes is leaning more towards Sam Darnold, and that's why he hasn't 
said anything. Because if it was Baker, it would be different. Baker would be mentioned. It's like he's waiting for something. See, I, I, I disagree, and here's why. I said I, it was a theory. I mean, can, can, can you... You can disprove the theory. Yeah, I, I, yeah right I, I know you are. Um, you're wrong, but still, go ahead. So, I think that Steve Wilkes is in a spot where he's got a quarterback who's got a hot hand. Right? PJ played really well against Atlanta. It was not on him. But he's got a QB with a hot hand. He's got a QB that two missed field goals and a dumb penalty aside won back-to-back divisional games. He's got a QB that was should be leading the number one team in the division this weekend. I know he wants to keep the door open because at the end of the day, yes, Baker Mayfield on paper should be more talented and have more ability and more success than P.J. Walker. But you stick with a hot hand guy till the hand ain't hot anymore. Uh, he's not going to commit to him because, yes, he wants to keep Baker. He wants to keep Sam because regardless of how he feels about P.J. or anybody else at the end of the day, Steve Wilkes knows he is coaching for a job next year. Whether it's in Charlotte or anywhere else, he is coaching for a job next year. But I also think that if he was already looking towards one of the two, first off, I think if he was looking to Sam, Sam would have been elevated. Sam would be active. Sam would be ready, right? He's still within that window to come back from the IR. I think he's got another two weeks uh, to come back or he's got to go on permanently. I suspect he will. We saw him before the last two games out on the field, taking snaps, doing dropbacks in a simulated situation, et cetera. Uh, And the fact that Baker has multiple times, right? After the end of the Panther game, after that TD pass that DJ hauled in, who was the first guy to come over and congratulate P.J. Walker? Baker Mayfield. Kissed him on the helmet. Didn't even bring his helmet out there with him. Kissed P.J. on the helmet, gave him a hug, whatever. And then, remember, Baker has, over the past week and a half, had multiple comments where he said, I'm focused on being the best backup quarterback I can be. My job is to help P.J. Walker be prepared. I like Charlotte. I like Carolina. I would like to stay here long term, but I'm focused on the now and being the best teammate and quarterback backup I can be. Baker is is giving, and again, Baker's been, in all sincerity, a true professional since he showed up. But Baker has not given us the first hint that there's any talk about getting ready in case P.J. falls down. P.J. Walker has every right to walk into this game Sunday against the Bengals with some swag, with some confidence. Dude, I am the starter. The backups are just that. Backups, not QBs in waiting. They're not over there with their helmet on, ready to come in because I threw an interception or, or an incomplete pass. They're the backups. I'm the starter, and I'm going to play like it. And I think taking that weight off of him, and that's how I feel Steve Wilkson's handling this. That's how I feel the backup QBs of Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are, are handling it. I think it kind of takes the albatross off the neck of P.J. Walker and cuts him free a little bit to go do P.J. Walker stuff. And P.J. Walker stuff has worked the last two weeks in a row. 